sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. Imagine waking up every day to a palm tree. I know that would set the mood for me, set the vibe for the day. I would always be in a great mood. I got to chop it up with Jennifer, who is an athletic director, a girls basketball coach, and also the host of podcast called Let's Talk Women in Basketball. So without further ado, introducing Jennifer Porte. Good afternoon, Jennifer. Thank you for coming on Sports Talk with C. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so excited. You already set the mood, though, because you got the palm trees in the background, got the WNBA uh, sweatshirt. So we're good. Thank you again for coming on my show. So please tell me who you are and where you grew up. My name is Jennifer Porti. I am a middle school math teacher as well as an athletic director and a girls basketball coach. Ooh, I can't wait to get into <laughs> yeah, that. Um, so where did you grow up? I grew up in West Palm Beach, Florida. Ooh, West Palm Beach. You got the palm trees, the good weather all the time. Well, during hurricane season, no. But no. what is the basketball culture there? Oh, uh, well, I want to say the basketball culture is not high demanding as cities that have NBA and WNBA teams Mm -hmm. it's not high demand on high demands but we do have a lot of basketball fans uh whether they be miami heat fans the orlando magic fans the miami dolphins fans sorry dolphins is football but he and orlando magic fans but the culture is (laughs) yeah god's favorite team too (laughs) yeah but the the culture of basketball is not high demand as any other city so why do you, so you grew up in West Palm Beach. You say it's not basketball, like, big. Where did your love for basketball come from? It actually came from my family. I grew up with a family that loved basketball. Every t- When I was a kid, every time I looked at the television, it was always a basketball game on. So I, I, I'm a daddy's girl. So I was always under my dad growing up, and he always was watching basketball. So I would sit next to him. And I would ask him questions about the game, you know, because I wanted to learn the game. I wanted to know what was going on. So Mm -hmm. he would answer those questions for me. Uh, Like it would be little questions like, oh, why did the ref blew the whistle? And then he would explain. And that's where my love came from. And then my brother, my older brothers and sisters, they started playing. And so, of course, I wanted to learn the game, too. So they taught me how to play and my dad taught me how to play. So that's where the love came from. It's just. I've just always been around it. Speaking of those memories with dad being on his hip, watching the game, at that time, who would you say you enjoyed watching the most or you looked up to at that and that time? Penny Hardaway. Ooh, good one, good one. I loved Penny Hardaway growing up. And then when the WNBA started in 1997, I became a huge Lisa Leslie fan, like, I love Lisa Leslie. Lisa Leslie was just my favorite basketball player. I just thought that she was the most dominant player in the game. Of course, Cynthia Cooper was at that time, but in my eyes, it was Lisa Leslie. Yeah, she was tough. Like we were, me yeah. and my mom was just talking about, um, you know, when when WNBA first started, and she's like, 
Some of these names, I don't know. I know Lisa Leslie, though. I'm like, oh, my God, mom. Yes. Everybody Lisa knew. Was, uh, everybody knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was definitely a pair. But Penny Hardaway, I enjoy his game. I mimic my game out to him, actually. I will watch his game on TV, and then I will try to do some of the moves in my backyard that he was doing on the court. <laughs> See, I've yeah. always loved basketball, but I never had that desire to want to play. Like, oh, that's wow. Yeah. So when did you pick up a basketball and stop playing? I picked up a basketball at eight years old, but I didn't start playing organized basketball until I got to middle school. And when I when I tried out for the middle middle school team, of course, I made the team and I had a great coach in middle school. He he took time out for for me because, you know, I was still learning the game. So he would pull me to the side and work with me one on one while the other players was working on plays he he saw something in me so he will always work with me on post moves I was more of an outside player I used to love to shoot the outside shots mm-hmm. and he will always tell me don't settle for the three or don't settle for um you got to drive to the basket so he will always train me in that so he was a great coach so I started organized in middle school and then when I got to high school I tried out for the basketball team and I made freshmen. And you know, no freshmen want to make a freshman basketball team. We always want to so, go up. <laughs> yeah. So I I was shut down. I'm like, what freshman? Like I, I knew for a fact I was good enough to play varsity. And I mean, you were probably tall enough. Yeah. That was the first thing anyway. Yeah, and uh, it was heartbreaking. And, and the crazy thing is my sister, who's the oldest, she made junior varsity, and I taught her how to play. <laughs> so, yeah. What the irony? <laughs> wow. Yes. So, of course, I was the family joke, you know, because my brother made varsity, my sister made junior varsity, and here I am on a freshman basketball team. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I'm on a freshman team. And I looked at it as a bad thing, but I should have looked at it as, okay, Jordan started off as a freshman and he worked his way up to varsity. But because um, I was a family Joe, I looked at it as, oh, this is horrible. Like I, I must, my game must be that bad. And um, so, yeah, that's where it started from. Okay. So you say your game is like Hadaway. Yeah. And describe your game in one word. Um, I would say I love shooting the ball. So my coaches tried to make me a center uh, because I was tall, but I never really loved the position of, I want to say the four and the five spot. I always wanted to be like the shooting guard. So I, my game was more of a shooting guard because I love shooting the basketball. I love I just, I just love it. Oh, so you would love, you love the game that we have now in the yeah. NBA and the WNBA where everybody yes. wants to shoot from half court from, yeah. oh, okay. Okay, yeah, I can me. see that was you. I set up for that outside shot. And I think that's probably why the coaches put me on freshman and not varsity. <laughs> Speaking of your basketball career in college, I mean, in high school, you made your freshman team. Yeah. Where did you go after that? I went to... Well, first, I went to, started off at a community college mm-hmm. and um, Palm Beach Community College at the time. I tried out for that team, and the coach told me I had a lot of potential. However, she had her team already formed, 
And so she was like, you can, you know, come on as a walk on, but it's no guarantee you're going to make the team. Right. At the time I was working uh, at the Boys and Girls Club. So I was doing both. I was jiggling, um, going, going to practice and um, also working at the Boys and Girls Club. So there were some days I couldn't make it to um, the five o'clock in the morning practices because I didn't have a car. So I caught public transportation and public transportation would not get me to the gym at five o'clock in the morning because um, I won't get there on time. So the coach, she, she gave me a lot of favors. She was like, well, you don't have to go to the five o'clock in the morning practice, but you can come to the evening practice. So I started going to the evening practice and as a walk on and um, the players, they got upset because they thought it wasn't fair that I didn't have to go to two a day practices. I was only going to one day practice. So one day the coach called me in the office and she was like, hey, um, this is not going to work. You know, the players are complaining that you're not making it to two days. So if you can't make it to two day practices, you can't be on the team. So it, it was a tough decision for me because at the time, you know, I really needed my, my day job. And I also, I didn't have a car, so it was no other choice. And a lot of those players, they had, they was living on, on campus. But right. at the time, the dorms was only for full-time athletes, the community mm. college apart. They had apartments for uh, the athletes, and they had to be uh, coming from out of state. But me, I was living in West Palm Beach, so the coach wasn't going to sacrifice me. I'm a walk on. She wasn't going to put me in an apartment, the athletic uh, apartment, because I'm not really a, a athlete on a scholarship. I'm just a walk on. So, yeah, so I, I didn't um, play. My goal was, okay, okay, if I don't play for a college team, then I want to work around the sport. So okay. I went, I transferred to Barry University. And uh, when I got to Barry, um, I talked to the coach to see if I could uh, join the team. And of course, he told me the same story, like he already had his team made. Um, so I was like, okay, if I can't play basketball, of course, I'm going to work around it. So I decided to major in sport management. And a lot of times you're, you're sat back. You're, so I look at life like, you know, God gives you three answers. He gives you yes, he gives you not yet, or he gives you I have something better. So I looked at my setback as God had something better because when I joined the sport management program, sport management allowed me to work the 2013 Super Bowl game. Oh, it wow. allowed me to work the NBA All-Star game. And if I was playing on the college um basketball team I wouldn't have gotten those opportunities because I was friends with uh, some of the players and they would tell me that um, they had to pick their majors based on their practice schedule so a lot of them wanted to major in sport management but they were telling me they couldn't because um, it, it was time consuming it would interfere with their practice schedule so you know God he had other plans for me you know it probably wasn't for me to play professional sport he, and he had something better. And that's how I looked at my setback. I love it. Take that and you, you know, bring it to do something positive. So yeah. you graduate, you got your degree. What has the sports management, excuse me, sports management degree bring you to today? I know you have your podcast and that is yeah. called Let's Talk Women in Basketball. But 
we'll get into that shortly. But what okay. else has this brought your degree brought you? So um sport management, it it's it's a tough, it was good in college because you know I got all these open opportunities. I got mm-hmm. a chance to work for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I actually worked three seasons with the Miami Heat, but it was only a part-time position. And, you know, I wanted full-time, you know, I wanted a full-time job in sports. So um, it allowed me to have opportunity exposure uh, to professional sports. And it also gave me an opportunity to the position I have now, being an athletic director at a middle school. You know, it's not a big position. It's not a position that... um, that I didn't see myself doing, you know, 10 years ago, but it, it op- sport management opened that door for me. That degree opened a door for me to get the big time position that I didn't see, you know, 10 years ago. It also allowed me to, you know, start my own podcast. You know, it, you know, I got a chance to, you know, I learned the, the business of sports and I learned, you know, through sport management, I learned that you don't have to wait on opportunity. You could create your opportunity. You know, you could create your own podcast. You could create your own YouTube channel to um, get exposure in sports. You know, mm-hmm. you can even be an owner of a team, you know, you know, God willing. So it's other avenues in sports, not just playing the sport, but sport management taught me that you could work in the business of sports. Nice. So you have a podcast. Congratulations. Yeah. It's Thank tough you. work, but congratulations. Yeah. Um, so it, is it called Let's Talk Women in Basketball? Yes, it was okay. called Let's Talk WNBA, but I had to rebrand and change the name. And I changed it to Let's Talk Women in Basketball. Okay, so where did the idea to be, get a podcast come from? And what made you decide to talk women in sports? Okay, so the idea came from, you know, I love uh, women's basketball. I mm-hmm. love WNBA as well as college basketball. So at first, I was going to specifically only talk about the WNBA because I know the WNBA don't get much exposure on Sports Center like the NBA. It doesn't get much exposure on NBA TV. You know, you can turn to NBA TV and then they'll talk about the WNBA sometimes, but it's not like 24-7 like NBA. So I figure, okay, let me create a podcast where WNBA fans could um, watch uh, watch uh, my podcast about stats, you know, about, you know, interviewing the players, getting to know the players, because a lot of people don't know the WNBA players personally. They don't know their story. So, you know, just telling their story to expose the game a little bit more, you know, I'm, my podcast is fairly new. You know, I'm still trying to figure things out and uh, book guests as we go on top of my, my schedule. So it, it's just, uh, it was just an avenue for WNBA fans as well as women's basketball fans to just come on and get a chance to, to learn more about the players. Nice. I love the reasoning and the platform that you are building. What has been the toughest part of starting your own podcast? I would say the toughest part would be managing um, my full-time job as well as trying to book guests, uh, recording the episode editing because I do my own editing. Mm -hmm. So editing my episodes 
um, trying to book guests is one of the toughest parts because you you know my my goal is to interview every WNBA player. That's that's the goal. But I might go too. It, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work out that way because you know. Uh, but you just got to keep pushing until till one day, you know, someone gives you that yes. Like, yes, you can interview me. Yes, right? That's the, yeah. when you hear yes, that's like the best blessing, the best feeling in the entire world. Yes. So speaking of Let's Talk Women in Basketball, where in the next year would you like to see your podcast? And if you could say anything about your podcast, describe it in one word, what would it be? Okay. So I would say I would like my podcast to grow as far as followers. Followers, I would like to create more content because right now it's um, on a dry season because I haven't uh, posted as much as I should. So um, I would say creating more content and building that, that following. Okay. Uh, that would be the goal. And the other question you had was describe it in one word, mm-hmm. her story. Ooh, girl. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I love it. Ooh, her, her story. story. Yes. Each of those players have a story to tell. They all came from adversity. They're all, they all fought their way to their dreams. So I want to be the one to tell their story. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, I interviewed someone two days ago that I mm-hmm. met through a podcast group on Facebook. So if you do have Facebook, I can put you in the podcast group, the podcast group yeah. on Twitter. And the reason she picked up a basketball was so amazing. I'm not going to mm-hmm. spill the beans because you got to listen to it, but yeah, I'm definitely gonna listen um, to this. the reasoning, well, it will come out tomorrow at four. So I'll send I'll, I'll, well next week. Cause I have someone out from college um, for tomorrow, but the reasoning that she picked up a ball was absolutely amazing yes and I want like you I want to hear the story because you don't know whether you could like benefit from it or if you're going through the same problem and you can hear someone's story and you're like oh I can do that or oh I can do this just by listening to what someone has to say so definitely right I wanted to ask you a question I was, I was watching, um, I'll send you the clip later, but I was watching this clip and it was talking about BG, please free her. Yeah. But, um, he was, he said some real stuff and I just want to ask your opinion. He said the reason that the women don't get enough, t- like, um, Jersey exposure. say exposures. Thank you. Took the words out of the mouth. Can't think on the dime. Um, mm-hmm. he said it's, because women don't support women. Because women don't support women? Mm-hmm. Hmm, yeah. That's... I had to, I couldn't even, I couldn't even say no. I couldn't even deny. I can't even deny that because it, he it's said true. The, he, the way he said it, he said the men are buying the men's jerseys, the men are buying the tickets, the men are watching the games. So it's like, where's our sisters at? Yeah, it, it's, it's true. Like, it's true. A lot of, women um look at women's basketball as it's a male sport oh it's 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 a male game even women in sports they look at it like it's a male dominant industry why are you trying to work in sports like you should be you know doing something that's (laughs) more yeah 
feminism. So a lot of a lot of women they don't support the game because they look at it as it's, it's a male dominant industry. Why would I watch or why would I rock a jersey or why would I rock their brand? It's actually true. A lot of I don't see a lot of women um, watching uh, wearing the gears. I don't see I do see a lot of women at the game. I will say that you know when I go to the game, but it's always the young the young women who who want to play the game. You never see adults, um, not too many, unless they have a child that's interested in the game. So yeah, that's definitely true. A lot of women don't support um, women basketball. Surprisingly, my podcast, my following is more uh, males that's following than females. I, when I heard it, I first thought of it as... The reason is because women don't ever want to see you do better than them. I don't think it's being dominant in the male world because mm-hmm. the, let's face it, every, in every aspect of sports, there's there's a woman there. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. women in NFL. I mean, there's not a national women's football league, but there's women in sports. And I just think even when, when it comes down to friends, Oh, you look good, girl. Yeah. But they don't want you to look better than them. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? So that's yeah, how women I, always have that. Yeah, that, that je- jealousy. Secret compass, right? It's yeah. like oh, we could all eat. You know? So uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just that, that could be it too. You know, a lot of a lot of females, they I don't know, they they always have that I gotta do better than than you. I gotta, you know, they don't have that support, you know, for one another. And it's, I think it's in, in the male genes too. You know, a lot of males are facing the same situation, but it's not as bad as the woman. Women's, no, it's not. Yeah. If you could interview someone tomorrow, who would it be and why? Lisa Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa You're gonna Lisa wear your Leslie. sneakers too, girl? Yes, I would. <laughs> Lisa Leslie. Oh, she's... I'm hoping to interview her one day. Uh, that would be a, a blessing. And it's because she, she's always been my role model. You know, she's always been someone I admire. And I would just like to, you know, pick her brain a little bit. Ooh, so someone you admire. Yeah. You just love her and you want to pick her brain. Yeah. Okay. So we t- got your women that you would like to interview. Who in the NBA would you like to interview? Tomorrow, you have, yeah, that's my it, girl. It, it would have been Kobe Bryant, but uh, rest in peace. He was my favorite one, another one of my favorite players. Um, but I will have to get the next best, best thing, and that's LeBron James. I don't know, girl. I might have to cut you in line on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got. We, I'm we can do it. We can do it. We can do it. We can do it together. We can tag team LeBron's brain together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. I appreciate you coming on Sports Talk with C, letting us know about who you are, letting us know about Let's Talk Women in Basketball. Please let the fans know where to find you, follow you, and listen to your podcast. Okay, you can find me at Let's Talk Women in Basketball on Instagram. Also, Let's Talk Women in Basketball on Facebook. I also have my own clothing brand that you can follow on Instagram called Just for Hoopers. You know, I sell... um, basketball t-shirts hoodies hats so just check it out and i you gotta can check also, that out yeah yeah you can also check it out on just for hoopers dot shop www dot just for hoopers dot shop you do shorts 
Huh? Shorts? Not shorts. Uh, not yet. <laughs> not, not yet. yet. Okay. But it's, it's, it's in the coming. And I want to say to you, no hoping, no hoping. All your interviews are going to come. We're going to speak that into existence, girl. Yeah, and definitely. Everyone, make sure you go follow, like, subscribe, and listen to Let's Talk Women in Basketball. And I appreciate you, Jennifer, for coming on my podcast, Sports Talk with C, sharing your journey, chopping it up with me. And hopefully we get to talk soon. All right. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Before we head out. I just want to say that I take direct messages, tweets, um, Facebook messages, whatever. I take advice, criticism. If you want to come chop it up with your girl, you want to come share your journey with me, just let me know. And also, make sure you are following me on all social media platforms. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Linktree, YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, guys, Sports Talk with C, please like, subscribe, and share to everybody you know. Until next week, C's out.